right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Appreciate your time. It's presented by CarParts.com. Speaking of time, these guys can save you a ton of it. It's, a, it's honestly one of the easiest ways to shop for you know, any sort of maintenance, repair, collision. Basically, anything you need for your rides, they got it. Shop right to your door. CarParts.com. Duh. That'll be their slogan. <laughs> uh so what's up, Bird? How are you, man? Oh, I'm great. I'm great, man. And, uh, you know, I'm just watching the weather change. Everything's getting warmer. Spring, yeah. summer's coming. And you know what that means. Bro, let me tell you, I couldn't be uh, more in the same direction you're going because just about a week and a half, two weeks ago, there was just a little rumor. So I, I, most people know I had, a, I had a house fire and I'm displaced right now. I'm staying with the in-laws. Well, I'm way outside of my normal normal realm uh, of the Denver, you know, area. Uh, I'm in this little town called Elizabeth, and there is rumored to be a little car meet at the local grocery store slash single stoplight in this town. And uh, this is just a matter of a couple weeks ago, and it went from hey, you showing up to man, you couldn't get into the place at you know an hour and a half, two hours before. Like I'll tell you, there is such an emphasis on the energy, expectation, the swell, the build. Everybody is ready to let go. And I mean car shows. I mean seeing cool things. I mean getting out on the road, being with friends, family. They're ready for it, man. That's awesome because that's where I'm at. That's where my head is, man. I am ready to go, go, go. I got my first shot. My second shot's lined up here. A couple days. It's, it's go nice. time, man. I think everybody's in that same mode. Just, you know, knock this COVID thing down. Get a, you know, get that big chunk behind us and, and just go let it rip, you know? Yeah, man. Um, And look, one of our guests, which is really cool today, is you got to appreciate a guy who spends his time it was called a car museum. Now, that's a luxury most of us only dream about. You know, we all saw the show, you know, Night at the Museum. Oh, my God. <laughs> and these things could come alive. Like, if these cars could tell stories, if they could, 
you know, somehow communicate their adventures and where they've traveled and been through and who's ridden in them and who's driven them and, you know, the stories they could tell. But my God, a car museum would be like the ultimate gig for a car guy. Wow, man. And this isn't just a museum. It's a 90 acre complex, man. So, you know, we talked about getting out there, going to car shows. That's what this is. This is like a destination spot. So it's one of the top ones on my list for the summer, man. I can't wait because of all the things that got going on. You know, we'll dive into it because it's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it's just this whole vibe of, you know, what's your kind of go-to list? You know, I'm sure everybody's already starting to think about, you know, spring, summer's coming. What am I going to do? You know, am I going, Oh man. you know, how many, how many car shows can I hit? You know, what are the big ones? Am I going camping? Am I going dirt bike riding? All the things that are fun about summer uh, and this place uh, is kind of right up there with a go-to spot to hit. Yeah, man. Well, when you say 90 acres of a car museum, that's ridiculous for most people. 90 acres? They can't even imagine one acre, let alone 90. Like, imagine doubt. all the cars you put on one acre. 90 acres of a car compound. Uh, it has got everything you could ever imagine. So I- I'm anxious. We're going to talk with the man that is actually responsible for you know, things that go on there, all that inventory. I, I don't know that that's an onus I would want on my shoulders. You know, that you're responsible for all this inventory. 90 acres worth of responsibility is quite a lot, you know? <laughs> yeah. So he is the executive director of all this stuff. And it's, again, it's not just museum. It's not just, you know, 400 plus cars and motorcycles. It's right? funnel cakes. Yeah, it's funnel cakes. It's the diner, <laughs> right? It's the old gas station. It's all the muscle car rides that you can go on. It's all the interactive stuff for the kids. Like, it's all those things, you know? Like, whew, yeah. that's quite a job. I'm glad he's got it. I'm glad he's got it because this man is all about cars. Hey, think about, you know, if you're listening, think about a car museum. Think about where you go in your respective town that, you know, you got friends, you got cool people you may know or, you know, places you can go where you see a bunch of cars, right? Or somebody's got an awesome ass-kicking collection. Now, think about, you know, how proud and cool it is to be in that sort of location. Now, multiply times a few hundred. Uh, and the man behind one of the coolest collections and all about that collection coming up next on the Two Guys Garage podcast. Here's Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We're back in just a minute. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. Hey, I tell you, Bird, I know you've been, you know, you've had an odd sort of couple seasons here now you know kind of skipping up north to spend the winter in florida uh it's not your normal grind and work on cars scenario so have you had the luxury of ordering anything from carparts.com yet because i say it's a luxury because it's stupid easy oh yeah i mean (laughs) only through you know the tv show through our shop uh because yeah i am completely displaced from all my tools except for some little handy thing i keep in my truck you know right right the little mini box so um, yeah, man. I, we're crashing at the in-laws house. It's been awesome all winter, except my itch is so itchy. I got to scratch <laughs> it, man. That's normally what I'm doing all winter in Michigan is firing up the heater in the garage. And it's just, that's for me, that's go time. I, you know, I get five months where the work done, you know, and, and I could care less if it's snowing outside because it's toasty in there and I'm grinding, you know? Hey, I, hey, I feel your pain. I, you know, I've been displaced because of the fire. So yeah. I had to schedule my time in my own shop, but 
I tell you, CarParts.com makes getting all those parts just really reliable, really easy. You select the part, which is so much better than the guy behind the counter who's texting his girlfriend, you know, because they disagreed on where to go to dinner at. You know, it's, I'm telling you, it's easy, it's simple. Uh, just make it happen for you and you'll see CarParts.com. Uh, look, if you guys don't know car museums, you're about to get a whole full-on lesson. Grab some number two lead pencils, a whole legal pad of paper, start taking some notes because we got one of the coolest, baddest, most unbelievable museums, car compounds you could ever, and the man behind it. Kevin, why don't you give this man a formal introduction? Yes, sir. Man, I've known this guy for a long time. He's been automotive circles, uh, you wouldn't believe. Uh, and he has settled in recently here at the Gilmore Museum. It's Josh Russell, man. He is the executive director. He's the guy that runs all this stuff. And man, I can't wait to, you know, one, catch up with him, but two, uh, get some more skinny, share it with all the, the listeners here, and then get my butt over there to check it out and have some good time. So Josh, welcome to the podcast, man. Glad to have you on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, great to be with you guys, and I can't wait to get you out here to the Gilmore Car Museum. You're gonna be, you're gonna be blown away. It's uh, it's an amazing place. It's uh, it's been here since 1966, but the amount of expansion that's happened just in the last like 10, 12 years, um, it's staggering. There's really an amazing collection here. I got a question for you, right? Because you know we've talked with so many different people in the automotive scene during COVID, and from a parts perspective. Most, if not all, have just been blown out of the water with, you know, trying to get parts out the door, huge sales, but you are a destination, right? You're a place where, you know, if you go indoors, right, you are indoors. Uh, so, you know, how's it been through this part of the year? And then are you ready? Are you ready for the chaos, the wildness, the, like, <laughs> the number of people that are going to flood uh, your facility here coming up in uh, just weeks. Yeah, I think we are. The the great, uh, we, we, we really are, and we're excited about it because we're, we're car people, uh, we're enthusiasts, we're hot rodders, we're, uh, we're, we're collectors. Um, everybody here just, there's so much pent up demand. Like we are all excited Amen. to get our cars out, to drive, to go. And, and while we have a, an incredible indoor, you know, museum here with all the galleries of, of cars inside, this place really comes to life all summer long with different car shows every single weekend. And then starting uh, and then in May through September, every Wednesday night, there's a cruise in that brings in about 500 cars to a thousand people with live music and a bar and the diners open. And it's just everything. It's like a car show outside in the grounds and the lawns and then amazing world-class uh, uh, collections and galleries indoors. So we've been waiting for everything to open up or open up um, enough so folks can can come on out. And yeah, last year was a down year in terms of attendance just with the pandemic and uh, everything we went through. The museum was shut down for three months. But what was great is we uh, we found a way to, to stay open, still have events, have smaller scale capacity restricted shows, uh, capacity limited shows, um, but we still were open and uh, remain open. The museum's only closed like four days a year. Hey man, I imagine it's gonna be like. Remember the days we used to have to camp out for concert tickets? Like you, we had to camp out across the street, <laughs> and you know, at six in the morning, they'd be like, "All right, ready, everybody, get set and go!" And everybody just runs across the street, like out of control, to the ticket line. Whoever's first gets best tickets. Like I imagine it's gonna be like that, you know? All right. 
full capacity, ready to rock. Doors open at 8 a.m. See you on Saturday. Crack. And it's packed. People loving it, sniffing on the cars, licking the cars, doing everything you do at a car show. Wait, you don't do that? I think you're right. I think you're right. And I do know, I mean, you guys know people come early to the car shows, right? So they line up, whether it's the cruise-ins or the car shows, they're coming early and there are hundreds of cars lined up before the gates even open. But the good news about the Gilmore Museum, believe it or not, is because we have this beautiful 90-acre campus in the countryside in Michigan, um, we have as many as 100 outdoor camping spaces here too, rustic, rustic oh, uh, outdoor yeah. camping spaces. So if you really wanted to come early and set up and camp and hang out the night before, you uh, you can certainly do that. Yeah, giddy up. Awesome. How many how many car shows you been that have campsites? I see a few of them, man, but you know it's really dependent on the kind of camping you're referring to. You know, uh, it, <laughs> it camping yourself is kind of weird. You're spending a lot of money to to live like a homeless person for a couple of nights. It's weird. Um, but let me ask you, Josh, <laughs> if if you had to pick one car, all right, I'm just gonna cut cut to it. You're on a, a campus full of cars. You have vintage, you have classic, you have muscle cars, you have a crazy Corvette collection, you have all these cars. What's your favorite one? If you could only save one, what car would it be, Josh? Uh, so the easy answer would be my own uh, 64 Oldsmobile Dynamic 88 Mild Custom, just because I've had that car for 22 years. I had Selfish. it put seatbelts in it so that my <laughs> you know daughter at 19 could, you know, she's now 19, but when she was a baby, so she could ride with it. It's just part of, part of me, part of the family at this point. But if it was something that I'd like to add to the collection. Yeah, now we're talking. It would be, it would really be a, a 36 Ford Coupe, really. I mean, it just, it's got the nice combination of, uh, of, of style it's uh it's even in stock trim they're like amazing but if it's a if it's a 36 ford custom just the lines on it uh it's that, that'd be the car for me okay what's the setup on it what's the setup is it is it stocker right has it got a flathead in it is it chopped i mean what's what's the skinny it would be it would be custom it probably wouldn't be a flathead i'd probably uh um i'd probably go to a it's still a Ford, um, still a Ford uh, engine, but uh, something a little bit more modern and, and probably an overdrive transmission to be able to uh, to cruise in it. But maybe even Westergaard style type uh, grill and 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 full on custom slam to the ground skirts uh, and black, and it's got to be black. So oh, it's that's it'd, my color. It'd be uh, yeah, that's on that's on the someday list, right? I got a few other projects and. Yeah, I mean, this guy's got some interesting ones. He's got a 63 Shasta camper. Yep. Yeah, you know, retro. Yeah. Cool little cool little boxes, man. Yeah, fun box. Yep. Does it have the wings Wait, on it? It does. Wait, yep. Shasta yeah. Shasta camper? What? Yep. 63. You got you yeah, got some explaining to do. Isn't Shasta a soda? <laughs> that, that too. It is, but it's also a big camper uh, brand, and, and I'm actually going to bring it out. We have uh, on May 15th, we've got a vintage travel trailer rally here at the museum. So, you know, Airstreams, Shastas, Cerro, uh, uh, Scotties, all those, uh, those kind of things. You guys know, I mean, if you're a car person, odds are you might have problems with other vintage things too, right? Like travel trailers and boats. And I like everything like vintage man. Yeah, I love I love the old boat shows. I love like the camper show sounds awesome. Some of those airstreams are just killer, you know. Does it have ducks or wheat ingrained somewhere in the sofas, the the carpet, <laughs> or uh, the wood paneling trim? <laughs> Nothing like that in mind. But again, I had to gut mine. It was pretty rough when I got it, so it's pretty uh, pretty Spartan interior in that one. Okay. All right. You know, you do see a lot of the campers flipping the script a little bit. A lot of people are taking the campers and restoring them. 
right? Make it a little, you know, bougie. It, it, like I say, it, it, it's really amazing what those things bring money-wise. Oh, yeah. It's nuts what you can get for a, you know, a decently restored camper nowadays. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. But people, like you said, are, are itching to get out, and that's a cool way for them to do it. Well, talk about some of the other, like, events that are coming up. You know, if I skim through your website, you know, you've got, uh, like, the Ride the Classics. So people can actually get in some of these cars and, and uh, get rides around, or how does that one work? It's three days a week right now, but come the summer months, it'll be every day. And there's a different car every hour on the hour that our visitors to the museum can ride around in. So whether it's, uh, you know, right now it's convertibles with what's going on, the pandemic, we're using all open air cars. So, you know, ride around in a 63 Cadillac convertible, a 61 Lincoln. We've got um, an old uh, London taxi cab. We've got a uh, Model T Depot hack. Uh, again, it's like you can come and ride and, and uh, have that experience because, uh, you know, it's more, it's, it's great to see everything indoors and on display, but it's totally different when you can hear the cars run, smell them run, actually sit and have that, have that experience. And we've got three miles worth of road inside the uh, the museum campus, so we can take folks on a ride around and and have them check everything out. That's not only good for you guys and the people showing up; it's good for the cars. It is the worst thing. The biggest car killer is just to let it sit. Uh, you know, guilty as charged. I don't get my cars out. You know, I've got too many over the years. I don't get them out as much as I should. But man, nothing hurts a car more than to just let it sit there. You know. Keeping it oiled up, keeping it, you know, the oil in places it needs to be, getting getting it up to temperature, getting all the fluid circulated, you know, uh, everything lubed up as it should be. It just keeps cars tight. I'm sure the cars appreciate it too because there's a looks to be a, a few hundred cars there. How, how many cars do you have in total there? Yeah, it's um, it's more than 350 cars I think that are on display and another 50 or so motorcycles. But we also have storage barns that have other cars that aren't necessarily on display at that given time because exhibits rotate in and out or we get new cars in on loan or send some back to our owners. That's just greedy, man. That's greedy when you're rotating cars in and out of rotation. When you have some that's not even getting looked at, it's over in the ugly barn until it's time to bring them back in. This <laughs> is greedy. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this is coming from a guy who's got like 38 cars or something, man. You know, talk about greedy. All right, look, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Josh. More on the Gilmore Car Museum. Go Google it. Go check it out. It's an unbelievable facility, and they have something really special there. An unbelievable display of Corvettes. We're talking about that next. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. Uh He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. Easiest, smartest, and probably nowadays the quickest way to get parts dropped to your back door. I know when I go to parts store, they're all like, well, I can get it from the warehouse. It'd be here on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, why don't I just uh, you know, get it directly to me? Yeah. Skip the you part, you know? Yeah, exactly. So we have our boy Josh on from the Gilmore Car Museum. If you were, uh, if you've ever Googled that, you've seen it, you're aware of it. You know, it's a 90-acre car campus. It's got everything from, you know, like we learned in the last segment, three miles of pavement. Which, you know, if it was just me and Kevin running that place, that would absolutely be a racetrack at some point. Oh man, that's that's gonna beat you to it. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if it was in golf carts or grocery carts. It would be a racetrack. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, you look at all these rides, all these, you know, adventures that you provide people that show up there and tour the place. I'm certain a lot of the kids and a lot of the guys probably come through there and see these cars and get really wide eyed and, uh, you know, kind of uh, ooh and ah. But the Corvette exhibit has got to be one of the favorites. It's got to be one of the, you know, the classics that a lot of people want to see. Tell me how that came about, how it evolved and what all that entails. Yeah, it's uh, the Corvette exhibit um, is uh, is actually new, uh, just opened up. It's going to be here for the next year in the main gallery of the Gilmore Museum each year, we feature, uh, you know, a different exhibit. So it had been Packard's um, and, uh, and had Packard's uh, uh, all throughout its, uh, its run in history. And it was a spectacular display, but this one's really special. It was co-curated by Werner Meyer, who's one of the uh, uh, biggest Corvette experts and restorers in, in, in the world. He worked with our curator, Jay, and put together a, uh, a spectacular Corvette exhibit that's uh, every generation of Corvette from C1 to C8. So it starts with the 1953. We have the, the, the number 26 Corvette ever built uh, um, and all the way on up to a, a new mid-engine um, C8. So and, and all kinds of cool ones in between, like uh, a, a C5 test mule. Um, that's here on loan. We've got uh, Joey Chitwood's thrill shows in the 1950s. We've got one of the Corvettes that was used that jumped all kinds of crazy stuff for uh, for thrilled spectators across the country in his thrill his thrill show. So um, it's just a really neat display and, and kind of shows you uh, special models or special uh, examples um, from each generation. What What would you say is a fan favorite? Knowing everybody that comes in, and, you know, we should ask you this about a few cars. What do you see as the fan's favorite? Obviously, talking to Kevin or me or, you know, other car guys, we're kind of locked into some brand loyalty and our favorite, you know, year or whatever. But what do you see as a fan favorite, you know, as the director of this facility? Man, uh, making the decision on Corvette specifically, I think that um, I think it's some of the uniqueness of a couple of them. I mean, one of them is a bubble top car uh, that was a, a, a show car. So you don't see a, a roadster with a bubble top on it. That's more like 60 style show car type stuff and, and you know, came into into hot rods later on. So it's neat to see that um, we've actually got the uh, the Nomad concept um, and uh um, you know, those were from Motorama, GM's Motorama, like in 1953, 1954. So to see uh, a couple of those cars that, you know, never actually materialized into, into production or, or evolved from a Corvette concept to something else entirely is neat to see. But I love the split windows and especially, you know, with kids coming in, the, uh, the, the C8 is just getting a lot of attention right now. Man, as it should. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Wow. Have you gotten to drive one yet? No, I haven't. I'm looking forward to it. I hope to. You got one? Oh, man. I'd love to have <laughs> one. We, we had one on the show earlier this season and um, got to do a lot of work on it, you know, lower to front end and, you know, did some exhaust and stuff in the back, headers and the whole bit. And man, what an awesome machine. There was one There was one out here um, uh, last week. We were shooting some uh, some video and some photos outside, and some fellas drove one up from Indiana, and I was half tempted to ask for a ride, but I didn't. But we, we have our Corvette Envy annual show coming up on July 18th, so uh, I'm hoping maybe I'll be able to con somebody into uh, giving me a ride or letting me drive it. That would be terrific. You can send that Envy my direction, Josh, because I got some sea time and a track on one, and let me tell you, that is the most vicious, nastiest, 
470 whatever horsepower car I've ever driven in my life. That thing is way faster than those numbers would tell you. Like that car is that car is nasty with a side of steak, man. It is it's that car is wicked. <laughs> well, it's cool to see the whole lineup from the first C1. Right, and you see the evolution. You see all the little interesting turns and twists. You know the, the different modifications on some of these, and to see it all the way up to progression of you know the current and the C8. Uh, what a cool ride that is, right? And it's cool to see that on some of the other uh, vehicles as well. Now you guys have uh, a Mustang show coming up real quick, right? So Ford and Mustangs, yep. and uh, you even got vintage motorcycle. Uh, show coming up. Oh, we got to talk about Mustangs. Nah, we don't. Have to talk I, that's about why Mustang. I went right to motorcycles. You know, I, I knew I knew we would get some guff from your side over but, there, so I went right on. <laughs> let hey, the folks on. let the folks pick it up that want to pick it up. You know, that's right. That's right. We need to give that one especially is going to feature Fox Body Mustangs. It's open to all eras of Mustangs, but it's given some love to the uh, the '80s and '90s Fox Bodies. Like yeah. I still. Like I still drive my 93 and put snow tires on it and drive it in the winter here in Michigan. It's my commuter car to the museum. So um, we're going to give the Fox bodies some love, but, uh, but you're, you're right. I mean, it goes on from Mustangs to motorcycles to, to uh, micro and mini cars to air cooled all the way on to like pre 42 stuff and German cars and British cars. I mean, you keep going through and every different weekend, there's a celebration of something different out here. I like this one here. Oldsmobiles and orphans <laughs> for just the, where do we put this vehicle? Yeah. Sorry. They stopped taking your car. It's welcome. Right, right. Show, right? <laughs> they even have a German auto fest. So, you know, we, we did let you sort of elaborate a little bit more outside the Corvette. What is in your opinion, some of the fans favorites in the muscle car world in the early street rod or, you know, try five era or the, you know, like you were talking to 36, Ford. what, what do you believe are some of the fans favorites? What do they always kind of get gooey on? Wow. That's a really tough one here at the museum. Just talking about our guests that come through and what I hear and from folks that I talk to because ours is organized into different galleries and different partner museums. So again, we're going to have, we got a twenties and thirties gallery that's got right now, you know, incredible Duesenbergs and uh, a whole row of 1934 Auburns that like will make your jaw drop. And then you go on to the fifties and sixties gallery and you have the most incredible fifties and sixties cars you could imagine. And even like a, you know, one of the Chrysler turbine cars in there, you've got uh, the muscle car gallery right next to it. And so you've got just the absolute craziest Yanko Camaros. Then let me re let me rephrase the question. Uh, let me rephrase the question in a form of silence. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> what is, in your opinion, knowing all these eras of cars, what do you believe is the greatest 10-year span of cars where they incorporated their technology at the time? Like, obviously, you know, you look at the C8, the technology for today is is massive in that car. But you look at the, you know, 1953 Corvette, you'd have to say that for technology, right, that was a very innovative car in its time is the 20s era something extraordinary to look at and to be like wow fascinating what their interpretation was or is it more 60s 70s wow um for, for performance and and everything else uh in terms of what happened uh with cars in the 60s it's hard to to not think about uh, the explosion that happened there but for me when i look at the 19 you know, late 20s and early 30s cars the idea that we went from things that really were 
you know, glorified carriages or horseless carriages in, in the teens. And we've got a lot of brass era cars here in the, in the museum of the horseless carriage museum here at the Gilmore, you see those. And then you actually sit in or ride in a 1930s car in that era from the twenties and the, in the thirties, they actually very quickly became like the cars we still know and drive and appreciate today. Right. It was a totally different experience. Yeah. Big adaptation over a period of short years. Yeah. Yeah. A whole different experience. Right. A whole different mindset on what, what yeah, is going to move you. You know, I'd say yeah, almost but- every era was kind of on its game, except for maybe the 70s and 80s. <laughs> you know, that was like, <laughs> oh, if we could have skipped 25 years of cars, we wouldn't miss much. You know? No. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right, man. So tell us a little bit more of, you know, the events, the hours, you know, people planning. Obviously, something like this, I feel like is a multiple day type thing. So how do people get kind of plugged in to events, to things that you guys have going on this summer? Because I'm sure that energy that, you know, everybody feels being a car guy is uh, is ready to, you know, start planning, start putting things in place. So roll us out. How do people find that schedule? Yeah, uh, please visit uh, gilmorecarmuseum.org or you can check us out on Facebook, Gilmore Car Museum uh, or Instagram. But the whole schedule is on the website, um, the, the show schedule for the entire season. Uh, that's car shows, that's uh, you know, boat shows, travel trailer, motorcycle, uh, corks and crafts, beer and wine, all the way on to uh, we're planning to announce shortly an eight outdoor an eight concert summer outdoor uh, concert series schedule too so all that's available on the website to uh, check out and the museum's open uh, throughout the summer months every day from 9 a.m to 6 p.m so it'd be great to have some folks come out so what's kind of like a don't miss you know like if i scan through you know like i'm, I'm seeing the model t drive experience like yeah. you get to learn how to drive a model t i mean to, i've i've driven one they're so backwards on how they drive you know, to me, that's like, man, if you've never driven one of those and you have the opportunity, take it. Now, are there other kind of things like that that you would say don't miss? You know, sign up for whatever cool show, cool event, but while you're there, you know? Hey, hey, Kevin, you imagine you imagine the culture shock Kevin just threw at millennials? I mean, I just want to point out, like, right now, you know, I grew up in an era where a car had two sets of keys. A lot of people nowadays would never know what that other key would be for, you know? But if, dropping them all the way back where you had to get out and crank the engine or something, or a, a Model T where they had to push, pull, kick, uh, and yell funny things, you know, to, you know, and you'd have to light the, the lights on it with a, you know. You adjust your own right, spark, right. you know, like. <laughs> Woo, they'd be lost. Wow. Yeah, I would, to, to answer that uh, question originally, I would say just uh, even with your first visit, just give yourself enough time. I think that's what people don't understand when you're talking about going through, again, we've got seven partner museums on the campus. We've got, you know, a 1928 uh, Ford dealership that houses the Model A Museum, a 19, uh, 1948 Cadillac uh, dealership that houses the Cadillac LaSalle Museum. We've got these giant 1900, early 1900s, late 1800s uh, red barns that are full of two different floors of, uh, of cars. Uh, it's, you got to give yourself enough time to, to get through and, and see just about everything here and then identify, you know, what, what it is that you want to come back and spend a lot of time with, or spend a lot of time doing signing up for the model T driving experience, coming out for one of the shows or planning to visit on a Wednesday. So you can see the museum during the day and then hang out for the, uh, for the cruise in with, uh, you know, a, a few hundred other cars 
that night. That's some that's some good advice, man. That's some good advice. Hey, I got to ask before we go, last question for me. What's the coolest muscle car era Mopar you have on premise? Ooh, um, there's a uh, there's a 70 Challenger RT426 Hemi, which is pretty rocking, and there are a few others as well. So there's some there's some some really nice pieces here. They got right. Mopars at the Red Barns on July 24th, man. That's there right, you go, man. Mopars at the Red Barns. It'll be a big show. It's a it's a big show out here. So uh, yeah, Mopar fans should think about making the trip for sure. Amen. Now, where do you, again? Where do people find you on social media? Yeah, uh, Facebook, uh, Gilmore Car Museum, Instagram as well, and then just uh, GilmoreCarMuseum.org.org is the website. And uh, we're, you know, halfway between Chicago and Detroit, just like 15, 20 minutes off of Interstate 94 near Kalamazoo. So uh, that's how you'd come find us. Really, you got to come out, man. I know he'd let you stay in that Shasta, you know? That's right. Hey, I'm down. Hey, hey don't act surprised when I show up with a backpack. <laughs> couple kids <laughs> uh, alright Josh thanks man hey don't forget about our show Eric Weekends on the Motor Trend Network check your local listings episodes also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand thanks to our guest Mr. Josh Russell uh, find him at GilmoreCarMuseum.org my man Kevin Bird I am Willie B our producer Scoop and executive producer Bob Ecker yeah and don't forget to check out our website twoguysgarage.com tons of great content on there man and don't forget to share on social, we're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Now, the Two Guys Garage podcast, it's a copyright, 2021, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. I just hope that Shasta got a shower. <laughs> oh, man, if not, they got a garden hose. <laughs> they got a garden hose, I'm sure. Uh, I'm all right with that. All right, you guys, we'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Y'all take care. Hey, we'll see you out there this summer, man. I can't wait. Take care. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.